Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. What's up, Matt? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Nice, nice. I'm you doing know, pretty good as well. Congrats on a fantastic softball season. Yes. Even though we uh, lost. So so this is Freddie Rivas speaking, and the, uh, you're listening to the Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast, it's yep. a fan podcast. Fan podcast. Uh, we're not journalists, but we've got a lot of opinions. Uh, yeah, I, I run a softball team, and uh, we made it to the finals of our like Division. second tier, and yeah. we made a pretty epic comeback, but lost by three in the end. Yeah, um, I had a great game. I did. Yeah, you had a good game. Your good hammy game. was pretty good. Yeah, tight as hell the next day, though. Tight as hell, but um, Jesus. Speaking of tight as hell, uh, media day just happened, yeah, uh, and no one ever describes it as tight as hell. So uh, <laughs> I thought I'd be the first. So uh, let's let's bring on our guests here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Returning to the podcast, I, I think it's both of their second times, if I'm not mistaken. That is true. Um, very funny man. Uh, I know him through Adam Christie. Uh, super good stand up, hilarious dude. Big Raptors fan. Excited about media day. Give it up at home for Tim Raptor. <laughs> Just like the subtle yeah, head yeah. bob. That, that's the same song you had last time. <laughs> yeah, and, and it still fits just it right. It does not fit me fine. If you guys, if you ever do change, I suggest something with like banjo yeah. or like a, yeah. a drop D tuning guitar Jesus. or something is more my speed. Yeah, you know what though? Maybe like eventually you will like become this the character Develop in the that song. Kind of trying intensity. to do Oh my God. So you, just quickly, you played... Um, Softball this summer. That's right. I'm yeah. doing. I'm doing old man basketball with the comedy records guys. Nice this year. So you should like, have been in the tournament. Um, on Sun- there was a big uh, three on three tournament. Oh, that's Sunday. right. There was. Yeah. Yes. But um, uh, I was busy Sunday, so I couldn't do it. But uh, I we started our league two weeks ago, and we play in like a shitty old air conditioned gym at Bloor Collegiate. Okay. And um, I know where that is. Yeah. Yeah. And so I needed an ambulance that day. That's like how oh, unmotivated. Like I you am. were winded, or no, I, ju- I just passed out from heat exhaustion. So well, yeah. the, oh, that's serious. No, because like, it's quite serious. I yeah, play at Wallace Emerson, and when they don't have the air conditioning, it's, it's actually like dangerous. Over Forty degrees. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. people are like you're sweating in like an unhealthy way. Yeah. So. Um, 
Okay, well, you know, I, I know he also lost in the playoffs, but he had a perfect regular season. Yeah, they crushed uh, it. Funny guy, uh, owner of the Comedy Bar. You know him, you love him. Give it up for Gary Rideout Jr. Oh, yeah, okay, A-Fit. <laughs> I'm fighting a dragon or something. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Gary has a really, really good video online right now of uh, hitting what looks to be a home run. And someone just fully robs him. And, like, you can see the enthusiastic, like, I don't want to celebrate, but I'm starting to get my trot on. And before you get to first base, it's some amazing catch. And yeah, you, just... you can tell I think it's gone <laughs> because, like, I'm not out of the box very quick. I kind of trot. Yeah. Like, I watch it. I admire it for a second. Then I start to trot. And then I was – honestly, so, so in my head for a second, I was like, ooh, it might not quite make it. It might hit the fence. So I should run, like maybe like I can start to run, for a triple, yeah. yeah. So I start running, and if you look closely at the video, you see from behind the first baseman, because the video's from behind the plate, like yeah. of me hitting. Then you see the first baseman. Then from behind the first baseman, you see the tiniest little guy, like... <laughs> just sp- running, just catch r- it. At the last second, like... <laughs> and he was, like, running without his glove. Like, he wasn't tracking the ball with his glove out. He was running without his glove out, and at the last second, like, just took a wave at it, and, like snagged it surely like honestly like a sick catch but yeah. like it was it, it was legit and the video even someone's like oh damn robbed you of a homer yeah like, i know and on and the who, video whoever says it's right beside the camera so you could just see <laughs> gary's shoulder like charlie brown slump as the person's like oh you didn't get the homer you thought you were gonna get yeah <laughs> it's really it's, good i watched it way too many times because i was like oh man i muscled that dude like Thought it was, it was going. Um, I don't think I'll ever hit a home run. Uh, I, I have yeah, been I was going to say, how often do you hit home runs in I've, your league? That yeah. can't be a regular I've been thing. inching closer, but I don't really have the technique, and I definitely don't have the power. Like, I can kind of get it over the, um, you know, diamond pretty over the, regularly. Over the infield, over yeah. the infield. And, you know, not that much further than that. You're, you're, you're built like a doubles hitter. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, pretty good at running. You're kind of better off at having it drop in in front of the outfielders if you're not going to hit a home run anyway because the guys who go for home run swings and pop up or fly out, like, the the outfield's gotten better uh, the longer the league has gone on. Everyone's yeah. gotten better mm-hmm. at tracking balls and catching balls. And yeah, especially, for sure. Especially if you're going to swing with that, you know, a, you know, upward trajectory and then you end up popping up. It's just a long fly. You know, we have a guy on our team who can, like, crush it. But if he's not pulling it down the line, if he he'll hit it to the deepest part of the park, which is easily a home run in the left or right, like by that yeah. green cable box that's oh, wow. way out in center field, he'll hit it there. Yeah. But they know, and they just have their outfielder waiting there, and yeah. it's like a straight straight <laughs> yeah. away the furthest hit I've ever seen, and it's an out. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna study cricket. I'm going to like learn the cricket swing. So it just like bounces off my stick in any, like in no specific direction. You know, you know, you know, guys go on, you know, guys in our league go on YouTube and like watch how to hit home runs like with a softball because then they show up the next week and can hit home runs. Oh, Tim Moore on our team did that. He was like, I want to hit homers this year. And he went to like three weeks straight of a batting cage and he came, he like, he kind of was hitting like a home run every second game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool, I guess. Well, um, you know, it's funny because we had Joe Carter and Roberto Alomar come play in our league a couple yeah, weeks ago, yeah. and like Joe Carter basically hit a home run to right field on like a check swing. Yeah, and then at Joe Joe Carter was playing first base, and as Robbie was like turning on his homer around the base, Joe Carter's like, "Come on, man, it's two hundred and fifty feet." Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, because like it's yeah. it is the shortest porch there, you know. Yeah, 
Um, well, Maybe. you know what? Let's uh, let's start talking basketball. Yeah, I know. Welcome yeah. to the Confederacy. Um, of yeah, welcome softball to the Confederacy podcast. of Softball podcast. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just like talked over your joke. It's okay. That you was, guys said yeah. the same, same joke. joke. Yeah, so. yeah. That, that, that one's on me. Um, Matt, why don't you tell everyone uh, something oh. they don't know about uh, Anthony Parker? Anthony Parker, not to be confused with the other Anthony Parker. Tony Parker, uh, yeah, yeah. Tony Parker. Lots about him on the internet. Sure, sure. Tons. But this Anthony Parker, well, I had to dig deep. Well, I didn't dig that deep, but... There's, there's a lot there, so I'm, I'm hoping... There's a lot yeah, there? Yeah, there is. There's quite shit. a bit. Well, I mean, his sister's there's maybe the best there. basketball player who ever lived. His sister? That's right, Candace Parker. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, was, I was thinking maybe you'd start with that, but... Well, I want to talk about I'm his not time optimistic. in Israel. Can I talk about his time yeah. in Israel? Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> Did you know that he wore number 18 in honor of Israel? Because it's like a lucky number? No. Okay, you didn't okay. know that? I didn't know that. Did you know when he left Tel Aviv for the Raptors, the, the team in Israel described it as like when the Bulls lost Michael Jordan... So what I'm saying is... I did know that, and that's you know very sad Michael amazing. Michael Jordan of Israel? I, I knew Michael. that he was very good. The Michael Jordan... Of Israel. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Okay. He played for the Yankees of Israel. Is everybody getting this? Yeah, we're, we're getting it, man. Like, it's uh, it's not overwhelming, but it's not bad either. Is that is that all you got? You got anything else? Um, I just thought it was interesting that he also felt safer in Tel Aviv than American cities. Wow. And he yeah. said that publicly? He did, yeah. Shit. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, why don't you give me that Raptors sting? Can Can I make a comment oh. on Anthony Parker first? Sure. Nice. That, that's a nice as, pullback. As a, thank you. As a Raptors fan, what I remember about him is when he left the Raptors, he went to the young LeBron Cleveland teams, yes. and you were like, um, "Is this guy just good? Like by Raptors standards, is he going to go to Cleveland and like be really good there? And then we'll be sad. I lost him. Yeah." And then he was not good there, and Jamario Moon was shit there. And yeah. the the reality was those Raptors, Chris Bosh, Jose Calderon teams were actually shit. Oh, and, yeah, they weren't very and good. And we overvalued like, all those players, and then when they got to other circumstances, they they confirmed the fact that they were not, not leading NBA players. It's weird, because I feel like basketball is a sport where we do that more, where we like overvalue our own guys relative to the league. Mm-hmm. Whereas in other sports, I think we undervalue them. You know what I mean? Like, I think we take for granted how good our star players are. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe just that's what it is. Maybe it's that we take for granted how good our star players are and then overvalue our, like, you know, league average players. Well, you know, it's funny because I I think a big analytics thing um, that's been happening the last couple of years is that people just assume with more minutes and more opportunity, um, the same type of efficiency is going to be achieved. Yeah. So let's say like, you know, I've heard so many people say that if you gave Norm Powell DeRozan's minutes, he would have better production, which to me is insane because he would have like 45 turnovers a game and dribble it (laughs) off his foot and not know how to read the plays. Hold on. DeMar dribbled it off his foot all the time. Fair enough. No, but he no, he actually had a good turn turnover rate tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I but, know. But he just did that classic thing where he would like go to do a move and hit, you know, bounce it off his foot. Like, yeah, no, and and, and like what's so weird about Demar and like you know we always kind of talk about this on the podcast, but he's on the low end of elite players. Yeah. So I think it's it kind of goes into what you're saying. We're like we we look at our star guys and we're like, why aren't you better? And we look at the guys who we assume could take those roles, yeah. and we're like, oh, this guy's he's ready. He's ready to I, he's ready to do it all. And it's like, well. 
you know, there's practice and there's like, you know, knowing your like where like how players want the ball. I, I yeah. suspect we'll get into some of this with Fred Van Vliet and uh, Kyle yeah. Lowry coming up later. For sure. Yeah. And well, and also like we'll see how what Pirtle looks like somewhere else. I'm, yeah. Oh, my God. That I'm so excited to see. I, I saw a little like a Spurs thing, but um, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll save NBA talk for later. But I am really excited to see Pirtle in that center spot because it, he's way younger than Gasol or Aldridge. Yeah. And I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Um, all right, Matt, give me that Raptors sting. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> nice. All right, that's great. Hashtag RTZ. <laughs> that's not great. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm a fun guy. Good stuff. The weird tinny. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I was going to say, as soon as I heard I'm a fun guy, I laughed. And then I was like, oh, no, my laugh was way too normal. <laughs> G- give us a laugh one more time. <laughs> Hold on, that's doctored. Oh, no, that's man. that's the real. No, I, mean, I heard it, but that sounds like you have more echo on it than than. Can can you play it one more time? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the crowd it's laughing the with crowd, him. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's let's uh, let's start there because um, uh, it's, that sounds like a house of horrors. Yeah. <laughs> um, all my Raptor stuff is going to be media day related. I, I usually don't do this, and. Um, I feel like people often take too much out of what's said at media day, but there's so many question marks around this team right now. Um, I think everyone knows we'll be good, maybe even great, but there's still a lot of like role definition, Kawhi stuff, Lowry stuff, nurse stuff. Um, So let's just, Tim, I'll start with you. And I want to pose the question, like based on what you've seen or what you've heard of what you've read, who do you think is going to be the leader of the, of the team? And like, when I say that I'm, I'm thinking, it's got to be like, you know, Lowry, Kawhi, or Nurse, well, right? I mean, here's the thing is that we as fans have bought into this Masai can do no wrong yes. era. And so really the leader of the team is Masai, but he has stuck his neck out by doing all these things. And I had this thought listening to Nick Nurse, who I guess is the leader of the team, but we don't He'd know. He'd be my we, answer we, too, we, we but don't, we don't know. Like, we don't know. And Nick Nurse could suck. And get fired in 20 games if he doesn't deliver. And if if Masai had have kept things going, and he talked about this, mm-hmm. but he could have had this job for 25 years. And this is the first time I felt since he came on board that if things go badly, he could be gone next year. Yeah. But, uh, I, mean, I mean, like, well, so I, I'd say the leader of the whole, the captain of the ship is Masai, and Masai can do no wrong and trust in Masai. Yeah. But I've, I've never felt more ready for a mutiny than, than do you, this Do year. you expect him to be more um, like on camera, on radio this I, year? I don't know. I don't think he's going to panic. That's what I, I don't think. Like, yeah. I don't think there's going to be a fire sale or anything. I think he's just going to play it out and see what happens. But but it's, uh, I don't know. I have lo- lots of opinions yeah. about how things are going to turn out. But but that that core Raptors fan just trust him aside. He's a genius. Seems on shakier ground than ever for me. I think so too. I mean, I, I've been feeling a little bit, um, not that Masai made a mistake because I think he made, made I, a, a calculated yeah. risk. That was a, a great move. But when he came back from Africa and gave that interview, he was sweating buckets. Like he was just straight up. I've never seen him in an interview oh, yeah. sweating like that. And he was very, he was just, he looked more, and he, he even said, I'm really tired. And I bet you he was. 
Um, and he was just hanging out with Obama and everything. But it's still, it's still like, dude, you are sweating though, and we haven't seen you sweat before, so you look nervous. Um, yeah. But sorry, Gary. Yeah, like, do you, are are you feeling like this team has a natural leader? Is it like like I, a I hangover? Th- it's still Kyle, maybe. Or? I think it's Kyle. Um, I think he's gonna be a key to making this all work. Yeah. Uh, I think he. I think a he's gonna like. I think obviously, you know, it, it's it seems like Kawhi wants to quietly go about his business. Yes. You know, and I think that's why I think this question is interesting because but, I think Kawhi is definitely the better player. Of course, but, of course, and but 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 I think it only helps Kawhi to have Kyle be the guy out in front. To you know, like sometimes your leader is not your best player. Yeah, but he's you know your longest serving player and your guy that makes it all work. He's finally going to fulfill like the Chauncey Billups legacy. Yeah. Well, but, but at the, you know, I mean, he's always kind of been that guy anyway, you know, like, I mean, I, you know, DeMar eventually, it still felt like a two headed kind of thing, you know, because, because DeMar was just nicer and you knew Kyle had that, like (laughs) that mean streak in him. Did, Did either of you guys see Kyle's interview? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I'm not even going to pose a question. What's your takeaway from the interview in general? Like, Gary, I'll start with you. I Well, <laughs> whatever. It's Kyle. It's vintage Kyle. Right? Like, it's I, like, it's so much the same, but also like, man, like this is like hard to figure out what how you're for, feeling because. Yeah. First of all, in general, this was, I think, the most hyped media day that the Raptors have ever had. Yes. And I think. And Paul, people felt that. You, 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 you could even tell when Nurse came out. Yeah, the he room, was kind of like, "There's a lot of lights here." Yeah, it was an event, you yeah. know, and and part of that also was the fact that they were talking about having this day with Danny Green and Kawhi, and then it kept getting postponed or yep. delayed or not happening. Uh, you know, the expectation of whether he would ever come here, you know, after the deal for like, sure. The, it's, the it's, sl- it's, there's shaky the, ground. The slow release of him being here, then being at practice, then seeming okay being here, then, then the a report laugh. that he bought a house. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the idea that he likes Toronto, that, you know, that he would consider staying longer. Like yeah. all this shit. Danny Green on his podcast just, was yeah, like, yeah. All this shit just like hyping up and, and he still hasn't said a word. Yeah. You know, he didn't, it, and the trade was what, two months ago? Mm-hmm. Or whatever it was, like it's so it's like everything built up to this, and then a couple false starts of when he was going to come out and say hi to the media. It's like yeah. it just created a frenzy. Even his health. No one has come out from the Raptors side this summer and been like, Kawhi is without a doubt, uh, without a doubt, fully, fully healthy. Yeah. Except Kawhi did say that in his interview yeah. that he's fully healthy, and then Nur- sure. Nurse also said that in his interview. So that's something we learned. Like, there's no if there was any ambiguity about. Like you know, will like will he come into the season a little bit later? Like he's starting training camp. Like it looks like there's no one on our team who's not going to be fully ready to go training like, camp. Like it makes me wonder because so, because from a PR perspective, if I'm running a company, I think they did every single thing absolutely backwards and wrong. Really, right? in terms of like leaving everything mysterious for two months. And like letting little things leak, but do you think they were trying to be mysterious though, or do you think they just couldn't I, rein? No, I think his they camp did, in. Yeah, I think they didn't know. I think they literally like I. I wonder. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like you know when you hear about later in a war, like how like someone was this close to pushing the button. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, and, but instead everything's fine, and we're like we didn't know how close we well, came to shit getting yeah. all fucked up. It's like I think that's probably what this whole summer was. Yeah, and even when it was like Masai. Um, Danny and Kawhi Masai like when he was asked about Kawhi all he basically said was 
he is really good at basketball and he really loves basketball and that's all we're focusing on. So there was no like, oh, he's happy to be here. He loves Toronto. He's getting acquainted with his teammates. Like there was none of that stuff. Like, And Nurse also implied basically like, yes, I did have that conversation where Kawhi lit up like a Christmas tree that got like, you know, shared around. But at the same time, I haven't really been with the team. Like, yeah. if you remember from years past, Casey was, like, with the guys and everything. Yeah. Like, he, like in Lowry's thing, he said, he basically was like, I, I haven't seen anyone. Oh, I know. And he, I've been he detached did, from the team. He didn't it's answer texts or phone calls yeah. from, from Masai. Like, he was checked out. Yeah. he. I think, like, I think, I think it's fair to say, uh, I mean, if, like, I don't know. It's not too much of a reach, I think, to say that Lowry was straight up angry at for, Masai. Sure. But also, uh, I think... But he recognizes Kawhi's better. A, yeah. I, yeah. And so you've put a guy between his best friend and, you know, and, and, like it, it really is a rock and a hard place where it's like if he just comes out the day after the trade or a week after the trade and is like, yeah, I'm really excited. We're going to win. That's offensive to his friend. Yes. You know, so it's like, of course, he's going to stay out of it and hope it dies down and not have to have an opinion on it because he can't make everybody happy. Yeah. You know, and all, it's like, all the Raptors need is time. Because, like, we just need, you know, like, Jimmy Butler storylines. Anthony Davis just signed with Clutch. We need, like, other storylines to kind of take away and just, we just need to win a bunch of games. The, yeah, and but the thing is, we are going to win a bunch of games because a bunch of the NBA sucks. And what's tough yeah. about that is, is that more than any other sport, I think the regular season in the NBA can't really tell you what kind of shape you're in going into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, that's the one tough thing about it mm. is, you know, we got into that series with Cleveland. We learned quickly what our deficiencies were for sure. And now we got to turn around and play 82 games again to be back in a situation where we can assess where we are relative to other good teams. And that yeah. that's actually a really interesting point. Cause a, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about like the, the drop back defense where, where we would play with, uh, you know, Jonas is not really like chasing out pick and rolls too much. And he's kind of like hanging back. So he's better because he's always getting exposed at the rim. He has bad yeah. rim protection and he's bad shot blocker for his like size and his position. Um, but, you know, with with him and with Ibaka, we just were just getting destroyed by Love and Thompson and that pick and roll. And teams that experimented a bunch more like Boston and Houston and Golden State, they can handle that because during the regular season, they're just trying different small ball lineups. And I think you're going to see that from lots of teams, including us this year. And it's probably going to affect how many games we win because if Nurse really wants to win in the playoffs, you, I'd, I'd hope that he's exper experimenting quite a bit. Yeah. Right? I, I think you have to. It's like literally 80% of the regular season, 70% of the regular season games aren't going to matter. And like the problem is sometimes... Yeah, you, you need to know how you stack up against Houston, Golden State, Lakers, whatever. Yeah, and you're going to play against yeah. those good teams, but it's like, you know, because you get a couple games during the season, but like also, you know, as you get late in the t season, sometimes those good teams are resting guys or guys are out or guys aren't giving, you know, it's like I was at the game we beat Cleveland last year, you know, like where we just pulled away and crushed them in the fourth yeah. quarter. And I was like, I was there too. Yeah. And that I was, was like, great. I was like, finally, this is sick. Yeah. Now we have it. I was confident going into that playoff yeah. series. But, but that was like, a different team than the one. That was before they traded for George Hill and stuff, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, was, well, I and th th that, yeah. that's all. I mean, there was personnel changes, yeah. and there was also teams play different basketball throughout the year. Yeah. So that's why it's this long kind of like trying to get averages, and that's why you need to know who they, the main impact guys are. Because if you're like, oh, well, uh, 
we're we we're missing Fred Van Vliet, and that's why we're struggling against Washington. It's kind of like, wait, what? No, no, you're supposed to have five or six or seven guys where it's like it doesn't matter who we play. These are the guys that can beat that can you know we can win games with. Yeah, though I will say that I do think we got into a pretty um, repetitive routine. Yes, uh, you I know, totally agree. Rotation wise, and so it was a loss to have Fred not there. When he no, no, the, it, no, sorry. The, it, I think it was a loss. He was an important player, but I, I was just saying like, or I, I guess what I'm feeling with this year is that I hope there's less reliance on keeping the bench intact, the bench mob, all that kind of stuff. It's about making sure you have the best five, six, seven guys yeah. so that you can compete with Boston in the conference finals. And, you know, hopefully Golden State in the finals or whatever. I I, I keep saying that because I really do believe it. But every time I talk about going to the finals this year, I feel like a bit of an ass. Well, I think what's kind of come up just as like a theme and what we're talking about um, is that this is like a risky year. And in, in NBA history, there's been so few like coaches or executives or franchises that have been like evergreen that haven't fucked up at some point. Yeah. And like even like I thought Phil Jackson was evergreen, but he turned out not to be a good GM. Like it's pretty much just Pop and Pat Riley that are the two guys and Red Airback maybe that were like evergreen. And things have been pretty good in Toronto. And this is a risky season. Totally. Like maybe this is the year the like, bottom drops out and and no. maybe maybe it's the best year in <laughs> franchise history. Yeah, I, I that, yeah, to for, me for me the bottom dropping out and I this might sound like just delusional, but I think it's 54 wins. I think well, we have that our team is that good so, that the bottom dropping out is like we're third in the East. So we got talking about that's, Ky- that's what I Kyle think. a bit earlier in his media day thing and he said the word championship 400 times in his yeah. media day thing and it's pretty clear to me that his attitude is I'm a pro I do my job. If we're competing for a championship, you're not going to hear a peep from me. And if the wheels fall off, I'm going to be a fucking pain in the ass. Oh, and we've all seen and that. We, Kyle. we know that, right? So, so let's say Kawhi gets injured right off the bat, and the Raptors start out eight and twelve. I don't think Kyle's going to be a good teammate at Shh, that point. That's fair. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he also changed his game a lot last year in terms of becoming more efficient and mm-hmm. willing to play less minutes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, if we're not winning, that also goes out the window, you know? Yeah, for I, sure. I th- and I, apparently he was like I, I also, super tight I also with think nurse. we are going to win. My, my, I'm optimistic. Right. I think it's, I think it's going to be good, but oh. I'm just saying that it's never felt so but insecure. In, in his interview, I don't know if, if any of you guys picked this up, but he, when he was asked about like, oh, you have a great relationship with nurse. He was very much like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did some of the stuff we did last year, right? Oh yeah, that guy's a head coach. Cool, cool. We'll see how he does. And I was yeah, like, yeah. whoa! Yeah. I thought you were like buddies with this guy. Like, yeah, but that's just classic Kyle. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, yeah, so we and can't then, read into it too much, and, or we're the idiots. But and, and then you it's still, hard not to. Then you still see him shooting a BMO commercial. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly, like, exactly. It's like, um, you know, <laughs> he's, I just mean, you know what I mean? Like, he's still like, it's not like he's turning down right work. He, I, that's why I think he is the face. And it's like, I think we'll. I think he's important to what the attitude of the team is and what the culture in the dressing room is towards winning. Right. You know what I mean? Like if he's in a bad mood, it screws up everything, I think. Like you would, you, would, you would need him to get out of here. I like Danny Green from the media. Like he he seemed like he's going to be a positive uh Yeah. Yeah. A positive guy. So were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say the, so my my 
hope and my feeling is that this is going to turn out well as a season. Mm-hmm. And I think the best case scenario for the Raptors this year is that when the te- the best version of this team would be with Kawhi playing at an MVP level, but Lowry being a guy who's frequently taking important fourth quarter shots and he's yeah. fully bought in and he's playing great Kyle Lowry basketball. Jonas has his first all-star season. Sure. But highly, but highly possible. There's a version of this team where Kyle is not bought in and is difficult and Fred Van Vliet starts stealing his minutes. And that can still be a 50 win team that we can cheer yes. for. Yeah, I think so too. But I think the the best case scenario, the best version of this team would be a fully bought in Kyle where he pretty much is the best player on the team. Yeah, taking charge. Kawhi is winning MVP. Yeah. That people are like, yeah, but Lowry's the best player on the team or the most important guy yeah. on the team. Yeah, like, like he's our Draymond. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, exactly. He's still yeah, amazing. He's our, but our Draymond. That is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, it's that like, it's that grit, you know? Yeah. That shows like when and you if go, we need to goes, actually fight, we still have Ibaka, of course, who's like down to fight. He's I think. dirty. Yeah, sure. he's, oh, he's like, guy. yeah, he is a little bit like it's. I never thought about him like that when he was with OKC and the Magic, but having him here, I'm like, you will like. If you have two more years with the Raptors, you're gonna punch two more guys in the face. Like, like it's just gonna happen, and it's gonna be weird too. It's gonna yeah. like look like it came from nothing. But you know, when Kyle takes a charge, it like you know you're like, oh, this guy's putting it on the line. We gotta. You know what I mean? I, Even his deep threes. If he comes out and hits one of those yeah, crazy, awesome. kind of like Lillard, Steph, yeah, KD. Just walking up the floor, like yeah, no moves. Those, just those, immediate straight into a stop and shoot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here's another media day thing. And I've talked about this a bit before. But when we first signed Monroe, I guess I assumed that, hey, who? This, uh, <laughs> who? Um, the Moose, man. Yeah. Um, Matt loves that nickname. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of a cool what? throwback of a nickname that the guy's called the Moose. I'm like, fair enough. What do I love? Um, and finally ended up in Canada. <laughs> I know. It, I know. it, it took him a long time. Sooner. Skip Minnesota. Um, but yeah, so in an interview, and uh, me and Tim were talking about this before, so uh, yeah, to Tim, I'll throw it to you, but he thinks he's playing backup center minutes. It's great. So, it's great. But that tells me, though, has he been told he's playing backup center minutes? Because I was kind of hoping Serge would. So if Serge starts and Jonas starts, then you really got to think about, oh, wait, this whole OG at the four thing, maybe it's not real. Because well, Siakam's going to come, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just gets dicey. So like, just two points on that. What I liked about Greg Monroe is someone, like, he sounded like a pro and he sounded like his expectations of what's going to happen this year are fully, fully reasonable. Yeah. And um, sometimes on an NBA team, you just have a guy who's going to be important to the team over an 82-game schedule mm-hmm. for like 12 games he might contribute. And the rest yeah. of the time, he's on the bench. And I think if I think Greg Monroe fully accepts that that may, that may happen to him this but year. But he is on one of those one-year like... He's going he's gonna to show up. He's going to be professional. He's going to do a good job. Sometimes he's going to kick the shit out of someone else's second unit. Sometimes he's going to do nothing. Right. The other thing that that you talked about and this is a different discussion but i i think also the best version of this team might have a healthy energetic Serge Ibaka as the primary center of the team ooh i like that if, that if he actually is kind of taking away from Jonas as the center and a healthy energetic Serge Ibaka you have Kyle Lowry playing his best you have Kawhi Leonard at an MVP level you have Ibaka playing like he did 3 years ago at center in today's NBA, well, 
And I think the odds of that happening are negative six. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm very, well, what's, what's weird I'm about, very concerned that Ibaka may not contribute a lot this so, year. So yeah. last year in Media Day, he said he re-signed as, and he wants to play center. And then I think Jonas had a really nice year. Jonas um, is great. Pirtle was fantastic. He was their best rim protector and, you know, part of that whole bench mob thing. Even Bebe was pretty good. So Pirtle and Bebe are gone. But if Monroe plays center, there's no – if he plays center every game, there's no real center minutes for Ibaka. So he's kind of doing the same thing. And in his interview, he was saying that Nurse told him that he's going to be um, banging bodies more and closer to the rim and blocking shots as opposed to just standing out on the three and spreading the floor. So someone like you see, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but yeah, but what's the over under on minutes for Monroe? What do you think? Five, six? Ten, yeah, seven? I'd say seven yeah. or ten. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I, I that's the thing. So you think like, we play like three centers in a game? That's what I think. I think that he'll he'll have Bebe. That role, actually, is what I think. because I don't think they're going to no, change. No, Bebe has gone. No, I know, but I'm oh, saying he'll oh, do the role right. that Bebe's done for the past yeah. two years. Will be that, what. Greg's I, I, I heard uh, he'll be with Bebe as well. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I really jumped on that. Sorry. Like, like I think you can still see Serge getting some some you know center minutes, uh, but but maybe playing two positions. Uh, like playing some power forward. Yeah. 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 Whereas like, you know, Jonas, I don't think they're going to increase his minutes that much. And he was only at what last year? 25. Right? No, he actually had or, it one of his lowest years. He was 22, but it was his most efficient. Year. That's right. And so I don't think, I like, think everyone's talking about him in minutes. He doesn't necessarily, first of all, I don't know if he can play plus 30. Second of all, I don't think he needs that many more minutes. Like he's just going to keep getting better. No, sorry. I didn't mean I, to cut I, you off. No, no, I agree with you. I also think in 30 minutes he fouls out. So, yeah, he's so people forget that as he has amazing hands and he's such an elite rebounder and he's so strong. He has so many skills and he's so slow and he's never going to get faster. And that's just a like we're in an era where it you really can't be slow at any position. And you can there are some plotting centers left in the NBA, but there's really not many. Yeah, like. It's just although it, he can shoot the three, so I don't know. Yeah, no. Listen, I I love JV. Yeah, uh, but I also I think getting like like you know you were talking about you know when we were talking about guys going somewhere else and getting more minutes, like if Norm Powell could be as good as Demar, which he can't. But you know this is the same kind of thing with JV. Is like I don't think it's about comparing like player to player. It's about how efficient can you make a player. You know, right. how many efficient guys can you have over the, that set of minutes? So it's not just JV getting DeMar's touches. It's like, oh, he'll get two two of those eight, you know, touches that are like, you know, let's say there's like 20 possessions you're spreading around. Yeah. You know, a, so many of those are going to go to Kawhi, right? Yeah. Right what, off the bat. Of course. And then, you know, maybe a bit more to Jonas, maybe a bit more to... What I don't want to see is just Surge, Surge just like heaving up those shots when he's like breaking like eight in a row. Oh, That's I right. basically don't want Surge to like touch the ball on offense. unless <laughs> he sh- The thing is, he he over the last three years, he's still a three-point threat. He's a spacer. And even though he had a bad three-point shooting year last year, he shot 36% yeah. from three, which most big men like is such a valuable skill. Like his two things he can still do well blocking shots and hitting threes are basically the most important thing. That 36% is so deceptive though, because it's like he'll hit like yeah. it's streaky. Yeah. And like, in- well, we all, we all saw the Houston Rockets lose in the playoffs. There's like when you build something off of threes. Yeah. And, and by the way, the, you know, I, I keep going back to this, the media day, um, nurse, and Jonas and a bunch of people were like, oh, we're taking more threes than yeah. we did last year. So we're going that direction too. Yeah. 
Um, but th- but again, that means like, so what do you do with Greg Monroe? Like, I really think he's like a, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like a, he's <laughs> he's not Louis Scola, but like. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that, like, I think he is that guy that's like eight minutes. He's worse yeah, like, on defense like than Louis Scola. Yeah. He's worse on defense than Louis Scola. Yeah. Like, actually much worse. Scola was kind of deceivingly not bad. But Greg Monroe is like a disaster Yeah, on defense. Like, when he played for Boston last year, um, Stevens, like, fully cut him out of the rotation. So, on that, like, he could have been playing in the playoffs and was pretty much not playing. Um, but I, I don't think he's going to be a locker room problem, which I'm. Oh no! Oh no! He's going to be oh, perfect. No. I, think he's he's, pro, I think he's yeah. really. I think that's the main reason he's here. Is like we have a good locker room scenario. I think. Right? I think yeah. Unless, like, unless Miles Kyle, is good and Danny Green. Uh, yeah, I think once they get winning, yeah, Kyle, Kyle will be fine. That's. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Maybe OG like, and and I OG think, by the way in his media thing was like talking way more. Did anyone notice that? Yeah, he's getting more comfortable. More comfortable, and he was like, he was like. He's very polite. Like he's, I, I think people think he's like rude. He's not. He was like he would take it every question. Yeah. He's just kind of curt. I mean, the guys I'm most excited for is like, what will the development of OG be? What will Pascal's development oh, be? Man. These guys yeah. are sick. I want to see them. Well, I think Siakam's like Sean Marion. Well, like this, this, he, he has glimpses to me of like being this like insane person on a basketball court. Like this is why I say there's like. I don't know. I'm getting these different visions of what the team could be going yeah. forward. But I also think there's a vision of this year's Raptors where Abaka just doesn't play. Yeah. Because if if Jonas is going to be good, like there's going to be if some Nurse... lineups. There's going to be some lineups where you want to have OG Siakam, Kawhi Leonard. Well, Abaka like... also could rest his body. He could really benefit from that, I think. Yeah. Like if we're I such a good team, we're treating him like he's 70, but I know, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, he should be, he's getting paid $20 million a year and he yeah. should be able to, to, he's slow for the power but, forward though, man. Like yeah. if, if you look at a team like golden state, they're, you know, they're lumbering centers. Uh, they just wouldn't play in the playoffs. So unless you have a guy like Clint Capella, who's a really fast center, odds are that you need, yeah, a guy out there like Siakam or, or, or Ibaka playing center where he's less exposed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you did, guys have did any. Did you see Kawhi when he talked about how, like, this team's all young and when he was in San Antonio, everyone was, like, kind of old? Oh, wait. Wasn't that Danny Green who said that? I think it, I thought it was Kawhi who said oh, that. Oh, uh, it was Danny. Was it, Danny? it was Danny? Yeah. Well, yeah, but he was that talking about, be... like, he's like, I don't want to <laughs> call these guys old. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was awesome. And it's true, though. The Spurs have been pretty old for a while. Yeah. Like, Gasol and Aldridge yeah. are, like, Aldridge wasn't even one of the old guys. They have Manu just retired. He's, like, 40. Oh, I know, Parker. Yeah. So they definitely were hanging on to some, like... Like, guys who are bald not by choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like... yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> although, Ginobili's one of those guys who, he went bald at, like... 25 yeah and then like he just had like someone had like showed a highlight clip like a package on facebook that i saw and i was like when he had hair yeah <laughs> like he was doing moves i was like oh yeah same guy yeah no, same guy <laughs> look different you know his hair's whizzing around all over the place yeah. um yeah so my last media media day takeaway um or like the, the last important one i feel like is uh masai kind of jumped on the you know, Raptors relevance question, which is something I, I'm obsessed with. And I, I think he is too. I think his whole goal is to make the Raptors as relevant as possible, as relevant as any other NBA team. I think in the end we're in Canada and it might not be attainable without ESPN here, but he did jump on that. Like, I don't know if you guys heard this, but he, he was kind of like, he, he was kind of defiantly saying that, um, the conversation about about us attracting free agents should be over. We're good. That shouldn't be a narrative anymore. 
So I think, I, I don't know. I, I guess my, I'll, I'll start with you, Gary. Like, is this, is he trying to influence a narrative or, or is he, or is he just speaking the truth? Because that's still it, a bit of a thing, right? I, here's the thing. I don't entirely know if it is. One, players will go where the money is. Right. Right. There are guys signing max deals in Memphis. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, Toronto is certainly a better city than, than I, I mean, Toronto's a world-class city. Yeah. Uh, you know, Carabana this summer, LeBron was here hanging out. Uh, exactly. It, this is an off-season party city for guys, uh, you know, on the same scale that, uh, you know, New York or LA is for our social environment, like our club right. scene, uh, our bar scene, our restaurant scene, all those things. And yeah, maybe some guys don't know that, but every guy who ever has been here always ends up liking it and saying good things about it. Um, but what about the whole, like, uh, there's a free agent, it's a top 10 guy. Sure, but- Is Toronto on the list? I think, I mean, I mean, here in the past, I would say no, but I think if you're a good team, if you're genuinely a good team, uh, good player, I mean, it's hard. You're talking about a top 10 guy. Top 10 guys are rarely available. And, yeah. and of the last couple of top 10 guys, you know, KD went and joined a team that was already the top team, you know? It's true. It's true. So, you know, who else are you talking about? It's like, yeah, LeBron just went to LA we all kind of knew that that was a strong possibility. I mean, you're always going to have those markets like the Lakers or the Celtics that because of their history yeah. uh, are going to... And, and, and I, th I think Masai wants us to be like Houston, which sure. isn't a traditional mega market. But if, yeah, yeah, if you're amazing or, you know, Aldridge, it didn't really work out, but he went to the Spurs, right? Yeah. And at that time he was like, you know, shopping with all the big teams. And yeah, um, I, th I think guys will go where the money is. Uh, I think, you know, even Miami was proof that guys will team up to go somewhere that has the room under the cap to have them there. Right. And then I think once you have a big player, like if you look at the Lakers, you look at all the guys that are willing to go there or like the guys that go to Golden State on these like, you know, veteran minimum deals because they just want to, you know, latch on for a ring or whatever. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, we, we got Monroe, right? That, we, we got Monroe as like a minimum deal guy. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's a, kind of like a, a good veteran. And we did get, it's hard to remember, but Turkoglu and and Damare Carroll were like pretty much the two best free agents you could get in those years. That's right. Yeah, they and were they coveted. Sucking, no, but, they, they, they were um, coveted guys. But sure. any team would have been thrilled to get those guys. Yeah. And the Raptors got them. I, th I think Canada it's in true. general does this thing or like Toronto as a sports market does this thing where they think people don't want to be here. And there is a border between us. You know, we are. So, the so only you're, you're fully with Masai because he was saying that, too. He's like, we got to believe in ourselves. Yeah. Oh, and it's, I, I and think, he's doing the Masai like inspiring thing. I, like I, I, and everyone erupted, too. It's like this guy's a badass. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I don't know. You know, we have this inferiority complex because we are in the shadow of America. But uh -huh. but we shouldn't like Toronto is a sick city. Um and, I mean, uh, I, I feel that way. I guess it's just kind of like, when does that, and yeah, and Tim, like, how are you feeling about this? Like, is, are we at the point where, where, uh, you know, the truth or like, that Toronto is an amazing I, place? I, I that's think kind of Gary, perception, you know, Gary said it well, that it doesn't matter because the guys who actually make a difference never come up. So, it, you know, we were unlucky that when we got Hidu and, and Damare that, they act, you know, we got the biggest free agent of the year and it just wasn't a good year. Like, to be honest, to actually make a difference with a free agent splash, like, who who's that going to be next? You know, LeBron just traded teams. 
maybe we Durant is going to be a free agent. Well, for us, like, it would probably Steph, have to be Kawhi, right? Kawhi. I mean, and yeah. we traded for Kawhi. So that's why this is all worth it, whether it works out or not, is because you're not going to get. I mean, may, maybe, maybe the Raptors have a chance to get Kevin Durant as a free agent someday. But yeah, like, I, th- I think but, next year but, it's Butler, Kawhi, Kyrie, KD. Those yeah, are like so the like, giant names. So yeah. what what if we get, you know, like what if John Wall comes here someday? Like, does that even matter? Does John Wall <laughs> matter in the NBA? Like, it's such a weird league yeah, now that you... He re- kind of does. Or, I mean, he, he, he does, but yeah. He, he matters if you have a guy better than John Wall as well. But you really, really need that that top, top talent to compete. And even the Spurs who had a great run... They've lost Tim Duncan. They have Aldridge, who's great, but they're not a championship contender no. anymore. And, and I, I honestly think that's why Kawhi left. I think that's the main yeah. reason, personally. Like, people still view the Raptors, like, if you don't say Toronto, if you just said the Raptors or whatever, like, Jurassic you know, Vince, Vince Carter oh. was a real thing. Oh, yeah, yeah you for know, sure. You know what I mean? Like, they, you, you know, winning dunk contests and, like, uh, you know, Air Canada and like all that, totally. yeah. all that dumb stuff was. He was like, like a zeitgeist sink for it sure. Was, it was bonafide, right? Yeah. And it's like, so when the team is good or when you happen to draft and have the best player, we will be a relevant team. Yeah. And I think that goes and for anywhere in the NBA. When OKC had, you know, Durant and Westbrook, everyone was talking about OKC. You know what I mean? It's so true. So and and totally, Giannis yeah. and Giannis for the Bucks. The Bucks yeah. are like, yeah. you know, they're fringe relevant because there's they, 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 they but, only but they Giannis, could win but, fifty games if he has an mvp type season then i think so and they'll he start seems to like matter he's... and people will think about going there free agents will go there and th- there is a chance that Kawhi plays at an mvp level this year that would be great yeah i think and wh- that will change things for the Raptors. and then Giannis is going to come over it's going to be but, fucking awesome. yeah but we might have but but Giannis is the year after right i i what, heard recently i heard recently 2020 is when you know, if he starts to do the whole, like, I want out thing yeah. is when that could start to happen. But, you know, like, there's a very good chance next year that, like, okay, look, I would love if Kawhi stays. Yes. There's a chance he doesn't. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but, and and that's okay. And we might take a step backwards for a year because you look at all those guys you just listed. I don't think any of them, like, I think Kawhi's our best shot at retaining a guy. I don't think any of those other guys come here. Oh, I, yeah. I think Kyrie and KD don't entertain us at, as an option. And I think... Butler would be some scenario where we've retained Kawhi and maybe he wants to come too or something. I mean, you know, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. Have you have you guys exhausted talking about the Butler? Oh, we're actually headed to the Butler trade next because we're going to do it in like the uh, in the NBA section. But before we move on for media day for the Raptors. Anything else from you guys? I'm good. I I am. I knew Tim had something. Just it. It strikes me that. Guys sometimes leave for money to go to a better situation. And Fred Van Vliet staying in Toronto, I think, is going to prove to be quite a good decision for him. And he's just, he's good and he's comfortable. And he's so confident. He's so confident. And in that interview, he was talking about like, oh, I know, he know which players he are like getting the pass with the seams yeah. and which players don't. And, I was and like, he, he could. That's pretty methodical, dude. I know you can't just like project people yeah, to be so better, sick. but he, he, he could really be like an upper level starting NBA point guard caliber player this year. Yeah. And I also think that like, there was a lot of, I mean, I debated it like debated about it like crazy on the podcast, but, um, and I waffled too, but in the end, I think that, uh, Fred really took that position from DeLon. He's like, I'm a better point guard than you. You're amazing on defense, 
But in the end, my defense is pretty good, and my offense is just a thousand times better than you. And his three point shooting, like I think he surpassed Delon, and is not going to look back. He's also two years younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Matt. Um, before before we head to the NBA, mm-hmm. why don't you tell everyone uh, some something they don't know about Aaron Gray? First of all, do do you guys know Aaron Gray? Oh yeah. Okay. That man could yeah, hit an so, eighteen foot jump shot. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he's a true like like we're talking about lumbering centers. Yeah. He's like one of those like guys you see on like on NBA benches now, where you're like, why is that man seven feet tall? Yeah. Because he doesn't look like an athlete at all. <laughs> you know he's he's an assistant coach now, right, for uh, the Pistons. Um. For- I guess maybe I just because Kate, I said Kate, that maybe I he's gonna be working kind for of Casey. That. Did you know that? No, no, I, mm. I don't know. He's so he's one of the main assistant coaches. Yeah, with uh, the Pistons. Cool. Did you also know why? Do you know why he retired? No. He had a blood clot in his heart. Shit. Yeah. He's That's okay. Though. Two Raptors with blood clots. Both of them ate sort of shawarma before the games too. Oh shit, guys! Don't eat sort of shawarma. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, sort of shawarma? Sort of. Have you ever shawarma. have you ever seen have you never seen it at the ACC? <laughs> it's sort of shawarma. Scotiabank. Oh. It's it's basically oh sorry, Scotiabank Center. No, it's um Arena. It's a shawarma and yeah. a Jamaican beef patty, which for me I was like when I first heard that, I'm like, that sounds perfect. But then it there's so much lettuce and like um tomatoes and corn in a bun with meat. So it's like it just you know when the lettuce is too hot and you're like, This yeah, is oh, weird. Yeah. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 that's the deal and I actually ate it twice because I'm like no why, I'm gonna like this why sorta anything yeah. Yeah. Why, not, why, why not just do existing food well <laughs> yeah yeah. no no staple at the uh, Scotiabank I hope they big it up a little bit this year with the new uh, sponsorship what do you think yeah man Scotiabank better pour in the freaking like I want to see way more projections it's, like down with the it's gonna go from sort of shawarma to it's almost shawarma now yeah it's yeah, very yeah. close to being shawarma <laughs> I, I love the idea of it slowly it's, that, like, hey, it's still, not it's still not shawarma but like <laughs> guess what it's not heading towards being a beef patty it's heading away from that yeah um, alright Matt why don't you give me that raptor sting NBA Shaking your head. You know what that stands for, Freddie? What? National, National Basketball, Basketball Association. Association. Dude, you're such a nerd. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get my ass kicked Some one people time. don't know. Some people no. don't know. Someone's going to be like, are you the guy in that podcast? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, send a message to whoever Matty D is. And just like, punch me right in the face. <laughs> just for all the tinny well, sounds you make people it. listen to. Um, cool. So, uh. I got a little game for us, but before that, um, we got to talk about Jimmy Butler. We talked about, I actually talked about it last week as it pertained to the Raptors. Um, and we can go there too, but I, I was kind of thinking that we just talk about all the stuff that's happening with Minnesota, p- potential like uh, trade destinations. Um, but I kind of want to lead with this. And uh, yeah, t- Tim, I'll start with you. Based on what's happened um, with Minnesota and, and trading for Butler and Butler demanding a trade, should Thibodeau be fired? This is what I was saying about Pat Riley and Pop. Like, Tibbs is not evergreen, apparently. No. I think he's a great coach. But oh, he's expired. It's not, it's not a guarantee that just having Tom Thibodeau makes your franchise good forever. So no. we'll see. And, and as shitty and- as it's been for the Raptors losing Bosch and all that stuff over the years, like... The Timberwolves, what a shitty franchise to be oh, a man. fan of. First time, there's so much hope, and you're like, they're going to do it. And then it doesn't. 
first time you make the playoffs in like a year. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, we had glimpses of being a good team. Jimmy Butler starts calling out your two cornerstone players that you basically spent nearly a decade tanking waiting for. Waiting for, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 you, and you got these guys. And, you know, the, the book's kind of out on, uh, on Wiggins, like a lot of people. I, I think Wiggins is going to end up being a, an efficient player in the end, but a lot of people think he's kind of like a DeRozan empty calories guy, but yeah. a worse version of that. And, and Towns looks like a bona fide superstar. Maybe more, maybe more Rudy Gay than DeMar, but, you know, yeah. like those empty calories, right? Yeah, for sure. It's hilarious that those two are on the same team right yeah. now. Yeah, I know. Um, but so, yeah. So I... I don't know. I tend to think it's good to keep continuity, but but yeah, Tibbs definitely like that whole regime could could fall apart, and like, it, that sucks for it sucks for Wolves fans because and it's a week a week before training yeah, camp, a may, guy demands a trade. Maybe like Ouch. two months ago, if you were a Timberwolves fan, you would have been excited for the season, being like, "We're gonna do it this year. It's gonna be great." Yeah. Especially yeah. they got on a real run in like the middle or the two thirds mark of the season. They were all they were in fourth winning. in the West yeah, for a bit. Yeah, they, they were really winning games, and then you know, and then Butler got hurt, and that was it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, whatever, they just didn't recover, you know, even if he was back or whatever, it wasn't the same yeah. thing as when they were like streaking. You totally. Know? Um, and, and it's weird cause they were good and they were winning. It's weird to be in a situation like that with like a team with like what, what I would call like three good players and to, to shit talk it and want out. But beyond that, it's like. You know, because now the I mean the the news on this story is changing by the hour. So now yeah. now I heard Tibbs being like, "Oh no, he is going to come to camp if he's not traded by the end of the week." So it's like, is he just trying to protect his own job, and or did he go talk to Butler and, and try to talk him into staying? And how do you stay in a situation where you've called out the other two guys? Y- you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and th- this is why I'm kind of out on Butler, unless it's like a, a magic Masai trade right now, because it's like. You can look at it like, oh, wow, Kawhi uh, is similar. He demanded a trade out of San Antonio. And it's like, okay, that's fair. But this is the second time in two years that Butler's demanded a trade and slagged the rest of his team constantly. So when he was with Chicago, he was calling out teammates like left, right, and center until he got traded. Uh, had a good run. So maybe it's kind of like a, like a, a worse version of what we're talking about Lowry. Yeah. Uh, if this guy is like uh, on an amazing team and everything's looking good, great. We're it's kind of like you know all systems go. But they were a pretty great team. Bad, You're talking about fourth in the West. Like they totally. were, they were good. And it's you know what's it's crazy to me is like you know yeah okay let's say theoretically whatever he comes here and I agree it would only be if we could like move off excess pieces because the reality is he's only here for one year. Yeah. At, which is the one reason I think he wouldn't really be a problem if you're on if you're in a winning situation right now like he probably gets you know a max deal either way but i think he has to play for it a little bit and he knows that he doesn't have to demand a trade at the end of this year because he's going to be a free agent and can do whatever he wants anyway right so it's like he doesn't have to slag the team or you know or or you know even last year you didn't hear shit this is all after the season was over yeah well it kind of started because he he's been like not so secretive about it. he thinks Wiggins is lazy and yeah. Towns is lazy. Yeah. So he's calling them out on Twitter like all the time. But is that just like, you know, being regular o- teammate stuff? No, being no, just being like older than the young guys and blaming the younger generation and, for being lazy. That's what I thought until you demanded for, a trade. Like, having played for Tibbs for so long too is that 
Jimmy Butler may not have an appropriate work-life balance. And yeah. so he's, oh, I'm he's sure looking at these other guys being like they're lazy and they're looking at him being like, man, that guy's crazy. He should like yeah. take some take some saxophone lessons well, or and, something and just fucking chill out. You know, if you, if you think about guys that have demanded a trade in the last little while, um, Butler and, and Mello are really the only guys that um, have barely any playoff success who've done that. So usually it's been like even Kyrie, you know, he'd won a championship already. Yeah. Um we have Kawhi had won a championship. Um, Chris Paul, you know, I guess, uh, you know, he's, he's had success. Yeah, I, he, that guy is, yeah he, you know, he had some success before, like even, even with New Orleans, he had a little bit of success before he, you know, demanded to go to uh, he, the, that, LA. And for that, LA, he just didn't resign. That so. round one shot to win round one versus the, the Spurs, Spurs it's amazing. is that's as impressive as anything anyone's ever done in the finals yeah. to me because the level of competition was was incredible. So where Chris, Chris Paul's good. Chris Paul's good. Where where are you on Jimmy? Would you where, do, do you want him? Or are you, are you kind of like yeah? If we can hold on to uh, OG and Siakam and trade like you know one of Serge and Jonas and spare parts, I'm into it. Or are you kind of yes, like, yeah, no, sure. I mean, if you could trade <laughs> yeah, Jonas for Jimmy Butler, then that's where I'm at too. If it's yeah. like a highway robbery, if it's kind of like Jonas and Delon for Jimmy, then I'm like, okay, fine. Do in it a second, like, in a heartbeat. Right. Yeah. And and this is, again, this is the, the thing I come back to where it's like, are we overvaluing our guys? Maybe, but also realistically, what is the situation that Minnesota is in? They have to field a team for 80 to, yeah. you know, yeah. like they have to put a team out there and it's like, if Jimmy demands a trade and sits out now, now there's Tibbs is saying, maybe he's going to come back to camp next week if he's not traded and start playing. But that's a weird chemistry. Yeah. But like, assuming he's not going to go play, and you just have so you're building around Cat, and you, you know, and Wiggins is playing, and it's like, so so that's your team. Wouldn't getting back anything for a guy who a is not going to resign next year anyway. Yep. You know what I mean? And now is refusing to play. It's like, well, wouldn't any trade be kind of good? And now you're just now you're just really balancing between what the Raptors might be offering versus what maybe you know, uh, supposedly Miami's interested. What, what is Miami offering? Like you're kind of just, For sure. you're kind of just weighing these shitty offers to see what's the best of the shitty offers. Cause everyone's going to lowball, And it's yeah. like the teams he wants to go to the most are the ones that are most likely to not offer anything. Cause they're like, Oh, he wants to come to our cities. Exactly. Great, let's wait till the off season. Yeah. yeah. Like and why in the world would bad teams, you know, like, like the Clippers or the Knicks or, or Brooklyn, give up anything for a guy they can get next year if they're going to be bad. Adding him this year doesn't make them make the playoffs. Yeah. And so, also, Jimmy isn't like Durant, where it's like, okay, we have a, like an immediate chance in a championship. I think he's like, awesome. Cornerstone, superstar, but he still needs to be with another guy. Sorry. Yeah. I The one thing I would like not to see happen, I, I am catching LeBron fever, and he's just, he's just so good and so iconic. He's and amazing. So, I want to see what this Lakers team is like. And the one thing I hope they don't do is trade their young people for a superstar as soon as possible because it's proven to be bad. They avoided and doing like, that for Kawhi. They've, they've avoided doing it so far. And I'd like to see the Lakers just play it out this year with LeBron and some young guys. I think it'd be oh, fun as a spectator to watch that. I think it'll give them more flexibility next year to actually put the team together they want. Like, I'm probably too high on Ingram. 
But I, I just can't remember the last time a LeBron has had a guy with that like wingspan that's that young with that athleticism. Yeah, I think it'll be like, a he's fun gonna make team Ingram do good to watch. Yeah, like, yeah and, and I think that's a team that's in a position where you play it like it is this year, and then you add in free agency next year. You don't yes. mess with what you have. Yeah, but okay. it's so tempting with LeBron to say, "Oh my God, we could get Jimmy Butler and LeBron." Yeah, but I, I think that would be a huge mistake. Okay, here, here, here's here's what I'm kind of thinking for Butler, like. I'm with you on like teams like that don't need to trade for him, which for me is kind of like Boston. They have like you know they have so many good players. Like what? what I mean, why are they going to do it? Um, Philly says they're not interested in trading for like you know cashing in, but it might make sense for them with two young guys like locked up for a while. And then the Clippers are the other team are who I kind of think about because do you think the Clippers think they can, you know, beat the Lakers? In a, in a free agent war. So I think if the Clippers get a guy like Butler, they at least can say, well, I'm sure you want to go to L.A., but we're already in L.A. and we can offer you $70 million more million than the Lakers. Right, but the thing I'm hearing is that the Clippers have, what, two max slots for next year. Right. And it's like, and that uh, Butler and Kyrie want to play together. So it's like, you know, why don't you just sit on that and sign them both in the offseason next year and then not have to give away any of your young pieces to do that? Yeah, no, I mean, like, I think that's like the smart and patient thing to do. But um, also that we have this like a couple years in a row now with the Lakers striking out on uh, Durant, striking out on Westbrook. Paul George. Paul George. They did get LeBron, which is like, okay, wait, like maybe the Lakers thing is still a thing. Um, But yeah, I think these New York, uh, LA teams and kind of like Miami to a lesser degree, uh, but Boston for sure, they're kind of all competing for not a lot of players. Yeah. So it's a, it's like, that's the only it's how way do you take the, what's the approach? Maybe, but I mean, for one year of Butler, you're still doing what we're doing with Kyle. Like, here's the thing. We're doing what we're doing with Kawhi. Cause we're going from, you know, a B plus to an A. Yes. We want to try and go from a top five team to a top three or a top two yeah. team, make the finals. It's like the Knicks are going to finish what between eighth and 12th in the Eastern conference this year. Yeah, the Knicks are going to be a disaster. Like Porzingis is the, is the best thing that I got going, and he's going to be injured for the majority of the year. I yeah, think. yeah. And it's like, so again, if you think that a year from now you can have Kyrie and Jimmy Butler and a healthy Porzingis, it, you know, then maybe you have a Knicks team that's a top five team in the East. Like, but why would you do anything to get him now when he's going to be playing by himself with a bunch of garbage? You know what I mean? Totally. Like, it just doesn't. And I, is Brooklyn still in the NBA? <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn is like, you know, they, I, I always talk about the Raptors slow climb to relevance. They're like climbing out of like the eighth like layer of hell. And, I, they're, and they're still I, like in the seventh layer. I, I honestly you know I mean? think, like, I, think I think last year's championship 905 team beats the Brooklyn Nets. Not well, a joke. With Brooklyn just as from a Raptors fan perspective, the sad thing you guys remember, Mikhail Prokhorov was always around at the start of the franchise. Oh, for sure. He spent so much fucking money, gave away two decades of that franchise to Boston, to Boston and spent, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. And the only thing he achieved from it was, was narrowly up. beating the Raptors in a seven oh, game God. series yeah. on, on a last second <laughs> shot. And that's all that was like, whatever that cost him, like close to a billion dollars and 15 draft picks. Uh, I think they're starting to get their own picks back. 
So yeah, but they still yeah. owe Boston picks. Like it's it's insane. And all they got out of it was a one, one point series. series victory out of beating the Raptors. That's terrible. Oh yeah, because every game was literally and, like it, I think they beat them by one point in the entire series. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And then and Paul Pierce getting to forever say we don't have it. Yeah. Oh my God. Paul Paul Pierce. Like, like that really like he, he deepened my hate for the Boston Celtics. Of course. Um all right, we're gonna we're gonna play a little uh, ranking the Eastern Conference game. Um, so I, I did it last week and, uh, I did, we did it for the West. So here's how it works. I'm going to start, I nominate a team and we're just going to vote on it. If it gets two out of three votes, um, that's where the team ranks. Uh, if it doesn't, the next person nominates a team and we just keep going till we, uh, till we land on teams we agree on. Okay. Sound good. Okay. Okay. I don't so, know. I don't know. I don't understand it at all. And I imagine the listeners oh, don't yeah. either. But oh, yeah. as we begin to play, I think it will reveal itself. That's almost everything on this entire <laughs> podcast. I stutter. I got a bit of a lisp. Um, it's a lot going on. Uh, okay. So <laughs> here we go. Here, here we go. I think the Toronto Raptors are going to be the first place team in the Eastern Conference. Do you agree, Gary? Yes. Yes. Tim, do yeah, you agree? Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Well, then there we go. So Motion the Raptors. Passes. Raptors are the first uh, first place team in the Eastern Conference in the regular season. Gary, who's the number uh, number two team? I, I think Boston, Boston is going to okay. be the number two team in the Eastern Conference. I agree. All right. I also agree. Okay, you don't need me, but I agree as well. Uh, this is how it went <laughs> last week. The first first two teams were real quick, then it started getting dicey. Um, Tim, who's number three? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Matt, I agree. Ooh, like you don't. I can tell by the look in your eye. I also agree. Yes. Gary, were you going to agree? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. not as confident. I think there's a big separation between the first two and and Philly. Uh, but but I do think they are going to be the best of the rest. I, I also like Embiid, and he's another guy who I want to have a healthy career. Me too. And the, one of the paths to them not being good is for Embiid to get hurt. And yeah. that would just be a bummer. I'd just be like, that would be Ugh. such a bummer. And I also feel like, based on his size and his injury history, it's so likely. It's possible. Yeah. 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 Like it, these giant guys. I don't know. It's such a big difference on the team when he's playing and when he's not. And he's yeah. fun. And like, I don't want him to be better than the Raptors, but I, I, I'm rooting. Yeah. For the he's guy. a good time. But I thought they had a good opportunity to be better last year with all the, the additions they made going into the playoffs. Like all the and shooters stuff. and stuff. Yeah. For sure. I thought they were going to be better. And they, you know, there, I thought they were okay until Boston made that first adjustment to kind of play small with Horford, and yeah. it was just their first time in the playoffs. Like I, I, yeah. I everyone was saying they were going to make the finals, and I'm like, no, they're going to like yeah. be young the hype was at too, some point. Yeah, the hype was too much. Yeah, um, but um, but I do think they're good. But we'll see this middle that we're going to go through right now: three, four, yeah. five, six mm-hmm. is. Could, could go in any order. Yeah. I mean, we've all agreed so far, but honestly, it could go any order. Okay, Matt, who's number four in the East? Okay. Well, last year it was Cleveland. Okay. And I'm not, that was a LeBron-led team. That's right. I'm not going with that. I'm going uh, with the Pacers. With the Pacers. I disagree. Yeah. Gary? I'm going to, I'm going to disagree as well. Ooh, okay. All Failed. right. So it's on to my nomination. Yeah. Um, there's no real, I, you know, I could nominate the same team, but that would be, no, that would be weird. Ooh. I just, I just <laughs> disagree. Okay, so I'm going to nominate for the fourth in the East, the Washington Wizards. Ooh. <laughs> I know. That's it's what like, I'm saying. It's this also is... cringy because it's like, yeah, I guess, but. Um, okay, I'm going to disagree. Okay, Gary disagrees. 
I'm going to disagree as well. Okay. Well, then. Sorry, All right, uh, Gary, who, who's who's fourth in the East? I'm going to say the Bucks. The Bucks? Okay. Tim? I agree with the Bucks. You agree? Yeah. Matt? Mm, I'm unsure. So I'm going to say no. You be the deciding answer. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say yes because I think they're one of those like bubble teams. Um, so uh, enough people agreed on the Bucks. Was it was okay. it who, who suggested the Bucks? Was it me? I ended up nominating the Bucks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Tim. But so I mean, like I said, this is this area we're in where yeah. okay, uh, yeah, yeah. It's three, tough to say. three to but, seven. For but Giannis sure. honestly could have one of the best seasons in NBA history, and so yeah, yeah. no, and I think that like get, I think there's a bit more fluidity going on there. Budenholzer's there. They're one of the teams I think could take could be fourth in the in the East for sure. Okay, um, so, so you, fifth, you're five. So I'm gonna. I, this is gonna get voted down in a second. But uh, let's go Miami. Oh wow! I think Miami is solid, and they they they're always in the kind of they're so, they're a solid scrappy so. playoff team for sure. Mm-hmm. Matt, um, I'm gonna say no. I'm also gonna say no. I'm not surprised. Okay, Matt, who are you nominating for fifth in the East? Fifth in the East. Let's go to those Cavaliers. Cavaliers, what? buddy, what? no way! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I, I screamed in the mic, but screw oh. you, man. No, no, um, I disagree. Uh, Gary? Um, yeah, I disagree. <laughs> oh, wow, Gary. Gary, really, he got into that. He enjoyed that. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to go back to the Washington Wizards. Uh, I think the Washington Wizards uh, maybe fifth in the East, Gary? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I will agree. Okay. I, I'll... I'll agree for the sake of keeping this moving. <laughs> I know. It's not a perfectly designed game. I'll say that. But it's Classic so hard to game. say. I mean, I think they're yeah. they're a volatile team. And also <laughs> some of the um we can talk about the Pistons later, but some of those their salary structure is so precarious. And if they don't play well and if Dwight Howard is a nightmare, yeah, like they'll dismantle. What, what well, are they going to do? They're he's just actually paying so much money to everyone. He, well, not him. But he's like, on the cheap. So but, if he's really bad, they can just like, get but out. But John here. Wall is kind of untradeable. Oh, but he is kind of valuable to someone. Like, yeah. would Charlotte want John Wall in a trade? Like, you, you don't. No, he's, I don't a, know. he's a fascinating guy because he got one of these freak contracts yeah. that started like $40 million. Like, the, like yeah. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Blake Griffin is not worth it. But John Wall is like, uh, I'm not so sure if he's worth much. it, but in two years, he'll for sure not be worth he it. He makes yeah. so much Unless more he's than like Kyle the best. Lowry. Yeah. What, a, yeah. what about a guy like Kemba Walker? Like, Doesn't everybody want to help that guy? Like, He's, he's getting paid $12 million right now. He's, he's fun, about, too. He's yeah. a fun... Oh, he's awesome. I love watching him. I'm just yeah. saying, like, what a terrible situation he's in. Like, yeah. you want to see him on a good team with good teammates. And, like... Yeah. I thought that they were going to trade him. Like, yeah. he was on a trade block for a while, and then that kind of went quiet. Yeah. Um, wait, whose nomination is it? I, uh, I did the Wizards. Gary? So yeah. agreed to Washington. Who's, I, who's number yeah. six? I'm going to come back to Indiana now. Pacers. Tim, Indiana. I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Matt? Yeah. Okay, I was also going to agree. Okay, so seven... Tim, I, I, uh, you still got your heat. There. I know, I know the heat. Let's go. I'll go heat. I think the heat are solid, and they're they're gonna be there. So yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna say no. Oh wow, <laughs> man, Matt was really confident. He looked like he was gonna press a button <laughs> when he said that. Shit, go. dude. This guy down. thinks Cleveland's gonna be <laughs> yeah. fifth. Scram, dude. Um, uh, no, it's a, it's a fun time for Matt right now. The Leafs preseason started. And things are going well. Um, yeah. so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with the Heat. Um, Gary, you're the decider. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with the Heat as well. I agree. Like, it's weird how, like, I think at the end of 2017, they went on that, like, hard, The crazy run. Yeah, crazy yeah. crazy run. It was, like, 30 and 9 or and some so, shit. And so, like, last year, I thought they were going to be better. That's why I voted them down when you had them for, like, fifth or whatever, because I was like, they were supposed to be 
that really good last good. year. But they have a good culture, and Pat Riley really gets people. And um, Bam could uh, be yeah, a yeah. like an actual yeah. So so high I, level I do I do expect yeah his second year should be really good. I expect them to be better this year than they were last year. Yeah, and they have, uh, they have tons of depth, and they're not yeah. really old. Yeah, and, um, I, and again, I literally think three through seven that we've listed could be in any could order. Could be in any order, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, are, are you going back to the Cavs here, buddy? No, or? no. <laughs> okay. They're off my list now. Uh, I'm going with Dwayne Casey, Detroit Pistons. Pistons, okay. Now, I'm almost there, but you know what? I, I, I did have these weird feelings about the Cavs and the Bulls, but I think right. that the Pistons have enough... Yeah, like, like all these teams are not really. I know. I'm like, I'm doing. Who wants to be a millionaire? Uh, I am gonna say yes on the Pistons, but it's pretty like. Ooh, Gary. Pretty unconfident. I'm gonna say no. Oh, all up to Tim now for the eighth slot. Well, when when you have a, a farm with chickens and the chickens aren't laying eggs, you gotta oh, you gotta lead those chickens to the river and make them drink water till they lay the eggs. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Pistons are gonna be gonna was be that, there. That's was that a, a Casey yes. story? Yeah. I don't. That's just oh. kind of folksy wisdom you'd get from Dwayne Casey. Oh yeah, no, like, I, th- I thought you were gonna full on be like, I, I saw a bunch of guys in an alley, or like, don't bring bats in an alley yeah. unless you want to play some baseball. And if you see other guys with bigger bats, they're gonna kick your ass. Like he's, he's got some folksy wisdom, and yeah. I, I, I have faith that he can run a good team. I yeah. mean, we're still talking about the bottom of the playoff race, and yes, so really, no talent. Cleveland, eh? No Cleveland in the playoffs. No, I think was I that think just eight that we just that did? Eight. That was eight. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. so Cleveland's out, uh, and uh, I would say like yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte as well. This is Charlotte could have like, been more highly, yeah, maybe, rated here. Maybe, maybe we did him dirty a little bit, but um, before we head to the last segment, let's uh, let's figure out uh, something new about our, our last player here, uh, <laughs> who hopefully Kyle Lowry's going to become in the playoffs. Oh, they, yeah, uh, tell tell me something I don't know about Chauncey Billups. Um, so it's interesting. You talked about how, uh, is trying to, you say that it's not an issue for players to come here anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like Chauncey Billups was part of that era where you really didn't want to come here. Right. Cause he was like late nineties. He was here for like, I think it was 29 like four, games. 25. Oh yeah. 29 yeah. games. He played less than a year. Traded twice as a rookie. I believe. Yes. Just um, not good. Did you know he's the first player ever to be named NBA Finals MVP after having played for more than three NBA teams? No. That's kind of a cool stat. Yeah. So he's like the first journeyman Finals MVP. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty cool title. And the other thing about him is his like all of his all-star appearances are like 31 and up or something. Both he and Steve Nash, like their really? 20s don't make them... Hall of Fame players, but their right. 30s are great. Like, he he just had to get there because of raw winning. Yeah. Um. All right. Thanks, Matt. Um. You, you got anything else on Chauncey? Just that sweet stat. Okay, baby. That was a sweet one. <laughs> well, uh, Only black guy I've ever heard of named Chauncey. Really? I think so. It's a pretty, like, British guy's name. That right? really Chauncey. is. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like, I'm from what? Liverpool that, and I'm Chauncey. Chauncey. That's my first Chauncey, ev- any Chauncey I've ever heard of. <laughs> No, there's there's like there's like old say. English Chaunceys. Yeah. Like say. um I could see someone from like I could see there being a Chauncey in an Abbey. Listen, I think Chauncey's a great name. I've just never heard of it before. <laughs> we're we're gonna like go for a walk after this and encounter like forty five Chaunceys. <laughs> um all right, Matt, why don't you uh, bring us over to the last section? Give me that sting. Quickish question. 
Oh, God. Wow, that was Kawhi's oh. laugh mixed into the music, mixed yeah. in with Matt's actual coughing laugh. <laughs> um, we're, we're in a good place here. Uh, okay, so quickish questions works like this. Um, I'm going to give you some fan questions. You answer them as quick as you possibly can. And if the question is too hard to answer quickly, um, just, just figure pass. it out. Yeah, I pass. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, Gary, we're going to start with you. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one's from Colin. On a scale of one to ten, rate how much of a fun guy Kawhi Leonard is. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> if you need to read, yeah, I just need to hear it again. I'm gonna go nine. Nine. Oh, oh wow. So like secret. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. All right. All right. Um, okay. Uh, Tim is from Ben. Um, Oh wait, sorry. It was it's a because it's a question specifically for Gary. So this one's from Simon. Um, okay, uh, with how much? All right, fair yes. enough. Sorry, Matt. Quick it up. Um, with how much everybody, the internet slash media, has scrutinized his laugh, are you shocked he doesn't like to talk in regards to Kawhi? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So <laughs> Tim's still shocked, Simon. Okay, Matt. This is another one from Simon. Um, I had to kind of do, do some follow-up on this, but uh, his question, uh, and I'll, I'll just read it out for you, and you can answer however you like. Um, should mental uh, illness be treated like any other injury problem? Uh, there is clearly a stigma behind mental illness. If it was treated like any other injury, would that help players seek help? I always feel a little guilty about getting on a player for mental weakness, but never seem to have an issue with claiming, uh, claiming a guy is injury-prone. Uh, neither of which are controllable. So give me a quick answer to that, Matt. I think there needs to be more awareness, yes, but I don't know if it, it you should call it an injury. I don't think I don't think it's like a nagging thing. I think it's um, It's a bit more personal than that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's more personal and it's it definitely requires a different kind of treatment. Than, yeah. You know ice. I'm gl- I, I, I'm glad we saved this for the quickish question. Ice your head. Um, okay, so I'm going to go back. Quickish questions. I'm going to go back to the uh, question for Gary here. Um, where was it? Uh, okay, it's from Ben. I want Gary to answer what kind of impact Danny Green will have. Does Powell bounce back? <laughs> yeah, it's like five questions. Uh, do you think we have one of the best defenses in the league? Does DeMar take another step forward under Pop? So answer one of those. Um, yes, yes. No, yes. No, I don't remember the question. There was four questions. <laughs> no. You answered five. That's great. Um, uh, I, what was the first part? What was the real question? Uh, the first one was, um, uh, does uh, what impact will Danny Green have? I think it'd be great. I actually think he was like a real key to that trade that like nobody talks about. But I think he's going to be a big part of this team. Yeah, I mean Kawhi mentioned. I think he's going to be a fan favorite. Yeah, good go, go, personality. Going back to media day, Kawhi mentioned that he um, that he was happy Danny Green came with him. Yeah. Okay, Tim. Um, another what? one, another oh, yeah. one from Simon. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, sorry. Oh, here we go. Um, this is from Alan Shane Lewis. Sorry. So, uh, how many games games did the Celtics win? Like probably fifty four. Fifty four. Okay. Um, what's your dream destination for Jimmy Butler, Matt? My dream destination. Um. I think in the West, 
you know, just keep pushing stars to the west. Okay. So, so we can really roll right to the, the finals. So dream situation dream away situation. from the Raptors. And I, I wouldn't say... Uh, Matt, I already got your answer. Okay. Okay, Gary. <laughs> um, this so, one's so quickish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, this one's from Jonathan. <laughs> um, what is the ranking of the Raptors offense this season? Uh, I believe it was five last year. Yeah. Um... I'm going to say two, three, three. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to say, no, I like it. I, like I was, I was maybe going to say four, but I'll say three. Yeah. I like the optimism. Okay. What's, uh, I'm going to say four. I'm going to say four. Four. Okay. Shit. All right. Shit. Maybe three. Okay. Going back to three. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tim, what is, uh, what is the final Raptors ranking for defense? Let's go. I'll go four. Four? No, okay. I'll go six. I'm gonna go six. Ooh, I think there's also the Raptors. I like how serious you guys have taken this. Like, I think yeah. the Raptors get it wrong. Could because of the, I think their bench is gonna perform like it did last year, uh -huh. and that can lead to like some blowout games. And I know um, Golden Th State suffers from this, where you're just mopping up against people, and then right. the intensity drops off. And so I'd say six. I yeah. can see that. Um, okay, Matt. This one's from Tom. Um, <clears throat> Will the Toronto media find some way uh, to ruin everything by nagging Kawhi endlessly? <laughs> um, yes. Okay. <laughs> Gary, also from Tom. Um, can we just shut up and enjoy how special this season is going to be? Uh, no. I don't think so either. There's too much other stuff going on. Yeah. And also, this is a podcast. Yeah, so right. Can't literally every, podcast. every weekend. Um, Tim, uh, it's from Tristan. Uh, should my NBA 2K19 player join the Thunder, less minutes, or the Bulls, greater role? The Bulls? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's my player, dude. Have some fun, man. It's not all about winning. Like, you got to, like, slowly build. Um, Freddie, okay. Freddie, one for you. Okay. Dwayne Casey, Dwayne Casey had the, uh, the rock to pound. It's superstition for the team. What is Nick Nurse going to continue on with that? Ooh, that's a good one. Nick Nurse is going to say... Uh, he's just going to make everyone do Tough Mudder once a year. Tough Mudder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, this one. This one's, uh, he's going to make them all come to the dressing room and go, Hello, nurse. <laughs> <laughs> if he does that, that would be the coolest, <laughs> most motivational thing I could ever imagine. Like, first of all, it would go viral, uh, which would be good for Kawhi. No, that would be big. Uh, okay, last question is coming from uh, um, Brian. Oh. You know what? We we already went through this a little bit. It was the pros and cons of adding Jimmy Butler. Mm -hmm. So uh, just just because he asked, let's let's each do. Uh, we'll we'll go con pro con pro to finish it off. So what's a con for adding Jimmy Butler, Matt? One con. One con uh, can be a bit of a dick in the dressing room. Okay. Um, uh, plus is amazing defender. Uh, your con, Gary. Um, struggle with. Uh, um, ball distribution. Okay. Uh, Tim? A pro? A pro. We'll really fucking stick it to DeMar DeRozan to be like, we don't want you, plus we want the guy who kicked your ass for years. That? I, I never even thought it's about like, that angle. It's like if you got, if your, like, wife accused you of having an affair and you were like, I didn't have an affair. Yeah. Because you didn't. And then you ended up breaking up with your wife and then you went and married that girl she accused you of yeah. having an affair of. Like... I'm gonna really I like how specific it. that I'm gonna, I'm gonna change well, my con. My con is that it drives Kawhi away. 
Ooh, that's an amazing con because I yeah. think that's a, there's a really good chance of that. Like, yeah. like he doesn't want to be bullied, right? Well, um, and it, yeah, and he doesn't. And Tim right, right Duncan now, wasn't a bully. Right now, we almost have a perfect situation for him. Yes. We just gotta win. Yeah. yeah. Right yeah. now, you make you bring in Jimmy, and maybe yeah, maybe it's we maybe it helps us win better, but maybe Man. also it, the dynamic changes. It's perfect for Kawhi right now. All we gotta do is win, get him in a Drake video, get him a shoe deal, bam. Yeah. Right. Um, guys, that's it for the questions. That's it for the podcast. Uh, thanks for doing it, um, Gary. What's up? You got anything going on? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting a shoe company. Uh, <laughs> Sick. I'm gonna offer Kawhi a deal. Oh man, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know oh, you're in the business. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Like, you know, like I mean, why wait around for Nike or Adidas or Skechers to? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Skechers is in the mix. So <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Skechers is in the mix. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Brooks. Brooks yeah. is in the mix. Uh, yeah. <laughs> New Balance. Yeah. New Balance basketball shoes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm, uh, you know, just um, uh, checking out, what, keeping an eye on my weed stocks. Oh, yeah? You got uh, some weed stocks? Nice. Yeah, uh, legalization coming up October 17th. Oh, yeah. It's an exciting time. That's right. And, um, you know, uh, Catch 23, uh, doing that show on Catch Friday night Catch 23 every Friday? Yeah. Um, uh, we got Jay Wright. John Wright's going to judge the show October 5th. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so that'll be cool. Brenda will be hosting. Huge. Uh, and and uh, Jay will be judging. Sweet. So it'll be fun. Um, Tim, you got anything going on? You, do, you doing some JFL 42? Uh, do, I'm doing some TV warm-up. So just go see stuff at JFL 42. It's good. Cool. Um, and I'm uh, doing shows all the time. But I'm doing the Durham Comedy Festival on November 23rd. So if you're awesome. in the 905, check that out. I think it's called... I think it's called the 905 Comedy Festival. But, yeah. Um, hey, I went to high school yeah. in Whitby. Yeah, I, I, so yeah, if you're, out, if you're out in Whitby, so come, go check come out see Tim. me November 23rd. And, Whitby uh, go-karts. Whitby go-karts, baby. Um, wait, there's go-karts in Whitby? It was when I was a kid, that was where you went for go-karts. Oh, for us, it was Lindsay, Ontario. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, I think it was like, I think it's gone now, but I think it used to be called like Whitby 500. Shit. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but go check out Tim. Yeah. Is it Was it November 23rd? November 23rd. Sweet. Oshawa. Oshawa, Don't baby. miss it. Cool. Um, well, thanks again, guys. Um, if you're at home, uh, listen to this uh, podcast, uh, I, share it, subscribe yeah, it, all that. iTunes. What about Stitcher? Stitcher. <laughs> if you're an Android user. All that, man. You figure oh, it out. goodness. Rate us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast.